Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host. I am also the founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. That is a website on the internet where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give everyone the information they need to get their family game on. And today, I would like to talk about a momentous occasion that was yesterday, the release of the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 demo. Yes, that is a mouthful. It is not even close to the biggest mouthful of video games that will release this year. And the demo uh, dropped yesterday as a very, very big surprise. Um, not a lot of us... I, I did not see it coming. I knew that there were going to be demos at trade shows. I had no idea they were going to release a demo to the public. And I'm super glad that they did, because that gave me an opportunity to play the game and share some of my impressions. So, um, a, a big portion of the EFG staff has played the demo by today. More of us will play it by this afternoon, and we will be compiling a written article with some of our first impressions, and that will be going up tonight. I'm just waiting for a couple more people. So, and obviously I have to write my own piece. But I thought I would share my thoughts in podcast form here. So, uh, let's just kind of start. I, I have three different ways I want to talk about this demo. First, I want to talk about kind of its status as a remake. Like, what is happening here? Um, number two, I want to talk about all the stuff that I really, really liked. <coughs> Excuse me. And then number three... I would like to talk about the one thing that gave me pause, um, because I did have some some concern. Uh, to be specific, I had a concern. Really, we'll, we'll talk about that briefly towards the end. Okay, so what's the deal? You know, this is a remake. What does that mean? Um, I don't think calling this a remake is fair. Um, I don't think that's a strong enough word. I believe very strongly that this is. I don't know how my the story is really the only thing that they kept. This is way closer to Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy 15 than it ever was to uh, Final Fantasy 7, which was kind of a static turn-based traditional JRPG, right? And when we say traditional, it's traditional because this is what Final Fantasy VII did, right? That kind of set the helped set the standards. So it really bucks those systems. The idea is uh, it has a completely reimagined combat system that is action oriented enough that you feel like you are doing something at all times, and you're rarely just waiting for bars to fill up. However, it is strategic enough that if you just go in pretending like you're going to play a stylish action game like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, you're not going to win. You need to, uh, in the beginning, they, they kind of layer this tutorial pretty well. You start playing Cloud, you learn how to use your light attacks, your, uh, your heavy attacks by holding your attack button. You find out that depending on how you hold the button, that changes the way that the Attacks are done, like with Cloud, you can either attack one target or you can, act, you can attack a few by holding your button. Um, you find out that you're beating, you are building up a meter for, uh, so they, they call it an ATB gauge, but that's not really 
what it is anymore, because ATB used to mean active time battle, meaning you would wait and watch that bar fill up and then you could act. <laughs> now, you're acting the whole time and you are building meter. I thought it was very similar to like a fighting game, is that you are using basic attacks and dodges and parries to kind of survive while you do basic attacks and less damage and then earning meter that you could then spend on super moves, be they spells, be they um, you know, special attacks, etc. Um, I, I, the first thing that I felt was I have a feeling I'm going to be using a lot more items in this game than I am on... Uh, than I would have in other games just because items kind of buck the system and you can use them Even if you don't have ATB gauge available at least that's kind of what I was under the impression of I might be wrong um, But they kind of bring you in and that's what they teach you how to use with one character Then they throw in another character Barrett joins you um, For the record this demo is that very first opening mission of Final Fantasy 7 where you're going to try and fight the scorpion tank and uh, blow up that Mako reactor. Or, I'm sorry, Mako reactor. And so, you fight his cloud for a while, and then eventually Barrett joins the party, just like happens in, <coughs> excuse me, in the original game, right? And then, um, at that point, you learn that what you need to do is swap between characters. So when you're not controlling a character, they will be controlled by the AI, but what they will do is primarily defend themselves and use basic attacks. They won't use special attacks. They'll preserve their meter. So if I played as, so I played as Cloud, and was just doing my thing, and I realized over time, you know, that Barrett was just building up this meter that was just sitting there. And so clearly you are incentivized to swap characters regularly so you can burn through that meter. Everybody has special attacks that all they do is cost that meter. Um, they don't cost MP. So you have to really kind of balance back and forth. At no point did I play with three characters in my party in this game. Um, through the demo, it's really just Cloud and Barrett, but I would imagine that this gets even more complex when you're kind of bouncing between three. The good news is switching characters is very easy. You simply press right or left on the D-pad. You can also hold an R1, the R2 or L2 button, and you can actually can give commands to your friends. So for example, uh, if you're playing Cloud, in the demo, Barrett has the cure spell, so you can actually issue a command to him um, and have him heal, even if you're not necessarily controlling him. Um, the other thing that, we, that, that they kind of introduced, and this is very similar to, say, Final Fantasy X, is that there are some enemies that Cloud simply cannot attack. You simply can't hit them, uh, at least not in the beginning of the game, and I'm presuming that that's going to continue. There are some enemies that are just far away, and so as a result, you need a ranged attacker. I love that stuff. That was one of my favorite parts of Final Fantasy X, uh, is that it really forced you to use all of your characters. You had to move through. There were, you know, at least at, at the end of the game, you, you kind of could kit everybody out. But here, since they're using kind of logic as opposed to um, just stats, I think it's entirely possible that there will be value in some of these uh, long-range characters forever. Um, 
So that I think that's a really neat addition, uh, something that I hadn't really thought about. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and so, I, I, it, it can't be overstated how pretty this game is. Um, we're in Midgar in Final Fantasy VII, which is kind of a dusty, dirty, industrial, sci-fi world. Uh, that, that's the, one of the first questions that my wife had when I was done with the demo. Is she was like, "Does the whole game like look like this? Is everything in Final Fantasy VII this hard sci-fi look?" <coughs> Excuse me. And what's interesting is, and and I appreciate everybody's patience with my cough. No, I am not sick. Uh, it is becoming springtime earlier than expected, and. And I am learning that every time things start to come alive, uh, I start to die a little bit because of allergies. So forgive me, my allergy medicine has not kicked in yet. Uh, but no, don't be concerned about me. I am not ill. Uh, it is allergies. So basically, um, I, I, had to, I had to tell her that it's a really difficult question to answer for this one because I don't know what their plans are regarding... Uh, the, the aesthetics, right? You know, but for the most part, this entire game takes place in Midgar. So yeah, it's going to look like this hard sci-fi world. And, you know, that could be a turnoff for people. Whereas like in the real game, the original, eventually you get out of Midgar and you are traveling through, it's still sci-fi, but you're traveling through more, you know, it's kind of, there are some steampunk places. It gets a little bit more fantasy, which is cool, um, but she's going to struggle with this game, I think, because uh, she really doesn't like hard sci-fi in her uh, role-playing games. So, um, but it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the characters look great. The character models are awesome. I, I thought the voice acting was pretty good. I know there are some folks on the internet who have voiced some negative opinions, and that's certainly fine. Um, I thought the voice acting was good. I liked Cloud. Um, I thought he looked cool. You know, the, the thing with Cloud is he fights with this ginormous sword, right? Like, he, that's his gimmick. It has been forever. And I just never really thought it was believable that he would be able to, like, whip around these swords. And something about the way they animated him really kind of made me a believer, right? I, 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 I don't know why, um, you know, but... Something about the way the way they animated him really made me a believer that, okay, so this is legit. He can do his thing um, and fight with this giant sword. He had, like, this really well-animated, like, balance and grace and, like, this quiet power that I, I'm sure was always there, uh, but I never really picked up on it. And um, so I was like, no, nah, all right, this dude, he can rock this big giant sword that's bigger than a truck. Um Man, it looked really great. I mean, his costume was awesome. The weapon was cool. I can't wait to see what some of the other weapons look like because over time you get to equip different stuff. Um, so, yeah, this was this was a great experience. I, I really liked what it did. Um, as far as what I liked, the, the biggest thing, it's hard to really tell and get a sense of what this game is going to be like and how long it's going to be and what's going on, largely because, number one, this was a demo, and two, this was, I hesitate to say that it was quote-unquote one-for-one what we experienced in the original game, but this was the opening mission, 
right? There was an opening cinematic and you jump right into it, jumping off a train, going on like a stealth all the way up to the top and blowing up a Mako reactor. I'm sorry, Mako reactor. Um, it, we don't, I, I didn't really get a sense of exactly how different it's going to be. However, um, from what I played, I thought this was a great adaptation. Uh, I'm a little bit more invested in some of the characters. It felt like they started developing Biggs and Wedge and Jesse a little bit more than they did before, which they were basically throwaway characters that you didn't see much. Um, and now we're going to spend an entire game with them. Um, I'll be honest, I thought that this opening dungeon, you know, I remember it from the first game because I played it several times, and it was really just a handful of screens. I was under the impression that that was going to kind of be expanded and blown out into this multi-hour dungeon. Um, they opted not to do that, and that makes sense with me. Um, if this is going to turn into like a big full game, at some point they're going to have to take something and either add it or expand on it. So we'll find out. Um, either way. This is absolutely gorgeous. I thought the adaptation so far was uh, was pretty cool. The music was ridiculous. The opening scene has a new arrangement of the Final Fantasy Crystal theme, which is one of my favorite video game soundtrack songs of all time. So I am very happy with that. And, uh, man, it, it didn't quite bring me to tears, but I think part of that was just because I was so excited to play. But it was very cool. Um, the combat system is very fun. I think this is going to be cool to experiment with. I really didn't have enough time with it to be proficient, right? There was still learning. Um, there's still, you know, I need to grok it a little bit more. And I really also feel like I need multiple characters, you know? So when I'm playing the actual game and I get up to three characters in the party, I think that might actually make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> oh, excuse me, because it'll get me out of that. Oh, I'm playing a single player, action, you know, stylish action game mindset. And so that'll be fun. Um, and I can't. And I know that that's in the game because I know Tifa and Aerith are both in the. You know, are actually available in the real game, just based on some of the preview coverage that also went live yesterday on other sites. Um. So I love the combat system. I think it has a lot of promise. And really, we haven't even scratched the surface of customization or, you know, play styles or how do you balance characters in your party. We don't know anything about it. So I'm very much looking forward to digging into that when this game comes out next month. Um, it was a great experience from, a, from the combat to the visuals. I thought the voice acting was great, like I said. One thing was pretty jarring for me, and that was, and this is going to sound crazy, right? I've mentioned this on Twitter. I mentioned it in, in the EFG staff pages, which, you know, is just a private Facebook group for us to kind of talk amongst ourselves and got a little pushback. There was some foul language in this, which I know it sounds kind of puritanical for me to be like, oh, goodness, they dropped some swears, minor ones, no F-bombs or anything, but for me to complain about that while what we're doing is playing eco-terrorists that blow up a, um, that are blowing up a power plant in the middle of a city. Of course they're going to use some foul language because they're not necessarily quote-unquote good guys. Look, I get that, but, um, it just felt gratuitous and unnecessary is really what it comes down to. 
and it came out of nowhere. The reality is, like, it, the way it felt to me, and the first time Barrett swears, uh, first off, Cloud swears too, uh, but the first time Barrett swears is just in an elevator, and it was for really no reason. Now, I'm people who know me, and if you want to listen to me on the Respawn Aim Fire podcast this week, I certainly have no problem with foul language. I don't think words are bad in general. Um, I think it's a matter of context, and I think some things are just completely inappropriate, and these are not words that are completely inappropriate. However, um, I think everything has their place, and it was really just jarring how frequently they popped up just in casual play. Now, for me, um, you know, and I posted this on Twitter, and there was a guy, you know, and I appreciate that he responded um, because it was a was a good point. He said, you know, it's a T-rated game. Isn't this on the parents? You're darn right. <laughs> Square Enix absolutely had the right to make this game exactly how they want it. This was a deliberate choice, and I respect that. They can make the game that they want. They don't have to make everything good for me. Um, and it is on the parent, me, as a parent, to react to that and make a decision. Now, my kids are 13, 11, and 7, as you guys know, and so they've heard worse. And they will hear worse. They go to school. They get on the bus. So am I worried about them repeating things in places they shouldn't? No, I'm not. So um, it, it was more just it caught me by surprise. And it also, I heard it and I knew that this was something that I was absolutely going to need to discuss in my content and my coverage because language is one of those things that people are concerned about. Now, another point was brought up. These guys are eco-terrorists. They're blowing up a power plant in the middle of a crowded city. Like, how are you going to explain that? Well, they're the good guys. This power plant is run by the bad guys. And it becomes very clear over the course of Final Fantasy VII why these power plants are bad. Do you have to deal with the fact that they are blowing up a power plant in the middle of a, in the uh, middle of a city, of course you will, and you'll need to talk about that. With that said, the violence and the danger is implied. Obviously, there's a body count from that explosion um, at the end, and I guess spoilers, they do blow up the power plant, but can you have spoilers about this game? But um, there were certainly casualties or unintended ones when Hulk fought Hulkbuster on Iron Man in the middle of Age of Ultron, or was it Age of Ultron? I can't remember. They get they they all bleed into me, right? Like our kids are used to seeing this kind of stuff if if they watch these kinds of action movies and things like that. So that's a different discussion and certainly one that needs to be had. Again, I agree with this guy. He said, "Is it up to the parents?" You're darn right it is. So I'm going to provide you the information. There's some surprise that. There's some surprise cussing in here. Again, no F-bombs, lower level stuff. Clearly, this is still a T-rated game, um, and you are probably going to be prepared for that to begin with. Just be ready. Um, I think the answer for me, um, for a lot of us, might be, especially if we have younger kids, to just turn on the Japanese voice acting track. Um, because I'm sure that this game's going to release with Japanese voice acting. Just play it in Japanese. And then it'll have cuss words in the subtitles, but 
you know, if your kids are young enough, they won't be able to read it. <laughs> so I think that's probably a decent workaround. Um, I didn't have a Japanese voice track in the demo that I played, but I can't imagine that it won't have one. So yeah, I, again, it wasn't a deal breaker for me. I wasn't, I didn't like turn my demo off, but I did turn my head to look to see if my wife noticed. Uh, she wasn't really paying a lot of attention. She was really um, super into the book that she was reading. And uh, my kids were both had both decided that they wanted to try and play this later, so they didn't want to watch me play. Um, am I going to let them play? Yes. <laughs> my two sons, I will let them play. You know, that, like I said, they've heard worse, so I'm not worried about it. But this is a decision that every parent is going to have to make, and we were already going to make it. And I'm sure that a lot of folks were were prepared to talk about the fact that Barrett has a gun built into his arm and that. Uh, cloud fights with a giant sword. And so we were already prepared for that discussion and that decision. I think now, you know, the language piece. It wasn't a deal breaker for me, but you know, I have to, I have to explain it. So, um, yeah, all in all, I am stoked. This is going to be a fun game. It is, um, going to be a really cool experience for fans of the original. And, I wasn't a big fan of the original and I am super excited to see what this game does, what it turns into. And now I'm getting really excited about what the rest of the game is going to be because they're only releasing one part, right? They're going up to Midgar and then after that, the world really opens up. So I'll be really interested to see, you know, how long we have to wait for part two, but also what they do with it uh, because that's going to be awesome. So Everybody, I really do appreciate you listening to me talk about the Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Part 1 demo. Um, we're going to have more coverage of this game as we get closer. Like I said, I have a written article coming up uh, that's going to grab some of the opinions and thoughts from uh, other members of the EFG staff. Uh, spoiler alert, they are generally positive. Um, but we'll, we'll put those up on the blog roll tonight. And... You know, we're recording the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast, a um, a, a, a hype-based look at New York Toy Fair with myself and Linda and Amanda Farrow. So I hope you guys have a great day. I will talk to you soon. And uh, until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye now.